Joe Ehrman was a uh, defensive end for the then Baltimore Colts. He is now a pastor of a church and a coach of a high school in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And he, his message has been that there are three lies that are told to every boy. And these three lies start with a B. The first is the bill of the ball field. The ball field is where boys need to go out and become successful. All parents try to get their boys to be good in sports. I used to kick the ball high in the air for my five-year-old son, and he would learn how to catch it. And then after he learned how to catch it, I'd kick it and wipe him out as he was catching it. And I still wonder to this day why he doesn't like to play football. <laughs> but it's that type of thing. We ingrain in our kids the fact that sports is what makes you popular, successful, valid. And it's a lie. The second lie is the bedroom, where boys are taught, especially in high school, that if you can get the girl to bed and conquer her, you are successful in life, you are valid, you are man. It's a lie, because it never satisfies. The third one is the billfold. And they were told to go to college, get a good degree, get a job with a lot of money, and then you can do anything you want. You're successful, you're popular, you're a valid man. It's a lie, because that does not satisfy after several years. The only real answer Joe Aaron says is love. Learning how to love and be loved, first of all with God, and then with your family and friends. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire Podcast. My name is Troy Mangum. Today, I have another awesome podcast where, by permission of Zoe Ministries, uh, I'm going to be able to share testimonies of men who have had powerful encounters with God in receiving a new name. So many men are looking for identity in the wrong places, and and they are looking for it um, in success, in in sex, in women, and and status and power. And sometimes when they achieve those things, they realize how empty it is, and they're even more lost than they were before. Um, and God is wanting to to pursue these men with an identity that only He can give. And it starts with his love. You know, 1 John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. It starts with God's love for us. And then out of that comes love for others. Another great scripture in Revelations is Revelations 2.17, where part of that scripture says, God says, I will give that person a white stone and with it a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. God is wanting to give you you a, uh, the identity that he intended you to have and the way he sees you, uh, which is awesome. And you're going to hear these testimonies of men who there's no reason why they should have such an amazing identity, but God bestowed that on them. And it's not based on their sin. It's based on his original intention when he created them. And that's the same for you. I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you again to Zoe Ministries for giving permission for me to share these. These are interviews that I conducted at a Heart of a Warrior conference for men. 
which Zoe Ministry runs once a year in Colorado and Virginia. They also have an amazing women's conference, and they also have a, a couples conference. Uh, please do check them out. Thank you so much for joining. Let's get rolling. So two years ago, I came to the Heart of a Warrior, and Michael, Michael uses a lot of movie clips, and he put up uh, a clip from Braveheart. And during that movie, I'm watching the clip, and literally I felt the Lord tell me, Tony, you're my brave heart. And it's one of my favorite movies. And you know, William Wallace was a man who had his family, it was taken from him, and then he just wanted a normal life, and the same thing happened to me, and um, lost everything. And then that afternoon, I was with my buddy Ronnie Brown, and he goes to me, you know, Tony, I, I got to make a phone call. Can you walk me to the cafeteria? And I said, sure, I can do that. And we go up to the cafeteria, and as soon as I walked in there, there were like 40 or 50 men there. They invited me up to the stage, and I saw um, JB, he had this, a William Wallace sword in his hand. And I just started, just my eyes started just sweating. You know, a man doesn't cry, his eyes sweat. And I'm just crying, and, and they brought me up on stage. And it was just the, the most, one of the most amazing things in my life, because a man always wants to be validated. And to see JB standing there with a the sword and Michael Thompson, who has become one of my heroes through this message, through, through, through my life. You know, whenever I have something that's going on, I always speak to Michael. And, and um, it was just a real precious moment. My son was there. He came in from New York. So it was a lot of background stuff going on where my wife invited my own children to be here. So my son was here for that surprise. I didn't have no clue about it. And just to see the men, the love, the heart of the men, and, and you know, I just can't put into words of, of what it feels like to know that God has rescued my heart and that now he's using my life, the broken life that I've had, to really rescue other men. And it was just the most amazing journey and, and the most biggest surprise that the Lord can give me. And now that sword is a mantle in my life that I am William Wallace, one of, one of God's sons who is willing to fight for a kingdom and for the purpose to set men free. In the early years of coming to a Heart of the Warrior weekend, it was the time alone with God with the journaling uh, two different ones. Uh, one of the questions we had to ask was like, where do I pose? Where do I hide? What am I afraid that others would see? And it was a very heart-piercing time to begin to write that out on, wow, I'm really afraid that people aren't going to like me, you know, that I'll be rejected. And, and I began to write out, these are the wounds and lies I've been listening to and believing about myself. And then when God began to say, this is how I see you, you know, you know, as my beloved son, this is who you are in my eyes. And then I began to experience the truth from other men. So no, Cliff, we see you as a warrior. We see you as, as a mighty warrior. We see you as this and begin to speak life into me. It was very eye-opening of calling out my true authentic self and having others kind of like, I wanted to use the word coach, but really I don't see you for the center where you messed up, but I see you for the glory that's in your heart and life and calling that out and it was very encouraging. Almost like watching a little kid learning how to walk for the first time where the parents are clapping, you can do it, you can do it. It's kind of the same thing, but now growing up as a man, like, man, you can do it. You got the, I see the good that God is up to in your life. I wanna call that out.
I think it was the second or third time I came. Uh, I was born Patrick O'Brien, but I was always called Pat. Uh, I'm a firstborn, performance-oriented pleaser, and Pat and Patrick means noble one. Um, I never felt noble because um, I know my flaws, I know my weaknesses, and I'm not a noble person. Um, through other experiences of reading books and conferences, uh, I went through an exercise from time to time where uh, the question would be posed, has God given you a new name? And that had always ended in frustration. So this, this time that I came, we, we broke out for our time alone with God, and one of the questions before me is, has God given you a new name? And I was angry because I did not want to visit that question again. God had frustrated me times before, and I did not want to go there again. And in that moment of frustration, I heard God say to me simply, He said, you are Patrick. You are not noble because of anything you've ever done or anything you ever will do. You are noble because you are my son. And so I, I embraced my name, not because of anything I can or have ever done or could ever do, but because I am the son of the King of Kings. Um, the name thing was odd because I went out in the woods and there's a rock I always go to up here, past the gazebo. And I lay on the rock because the sun can come right through the trees and hit you and usually it's a little chilly up there. And um, so when we were given that exercise, I, d I didn't know what to do. I couldn't come up with any names. And the names I came up with I thought were phony or fake or just not good enough. And I don't know if you've ever heard a grouse drum or not, but I'm just, I'm from Roanoke, so we do, we like to hunt and fish and all that up here. Um, a grouse drumming almost sounds like a guy starting a tractor off in the distance, but it's a beautiful sound. And it's a rare bird. Um, you don't find many grouse hunters any longer because they're almost extinct around here. And I heard this grouse drumming and I said, well, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a rare bird. Maybe I'm rare for some reason. And maybe there's a reason that I can, that this should be my name, whatever the, whatever you call it. Grouse can't have a name, but um, that's what I thought, that's what went through my mind. But, but I didn't come up with an, an actual name. Yeah, I just think of that bird when I think of. Yeah, so God was giving you an identity, a unique day you were unique. That's what I felt like. So, <laughs> I know, it's like I'll never shoot a grouse. It's like I'll never shoot a grouse again, you know. <laughs> but you don't see, you don't see, you don't see them anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm sitting here waiting to, to have this little conversation, and I'm, I'm hearing this gentleman talk about uh, something that's near and dear to his heart. He's a hunter, and he was in the woods, and, and he was talking about the sound of a ruffled grouse. And, uh, and he's right. It's a rare bird these days, and you don't see him in the wild that much. And he had heard one and, it, and it, when he was kind of in a God moment, and so he sees that very differently now, and, and he doesn't grouse hunt anymore. He won't, he won't shoot one. And I said, I just introduced myself to him, complete stranger, uh, but I introduced myself to him to relate a similar story that a buddy of mine told me not a month ago. He had the same situation with a dove, uh, and he used to dove hunt all the time, and now, you know, he... He talks to the doves. He won't. He won't, <laughs> he won't shoot them. You know, and that's just. I mean, how symbolic. I mean, come on. We're talking about a dove. You know, so very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Holy God. 
And, and they sent me away with one question, which was um, in time alone with God. And they said, ask God how he sees you. And I remember going up, and I was pretty sure that he would say he was disappointed. And, and what he did with me is he said, you're precious. And now my first name means precious. And he goes, you're my son and I love you. And you don't, you don't have to do anything, I just love you. Well, I found out that the struggles that I was having were because of wounds. Wounds that occurred in, in early childhood. Not because my parents were bad. I grew up in a Christian home. I became a Christian at 12, which is over 57 years ago. So that's kind of amazing. And, and you go through all those years not really knowing who God is. Maybe that's why he's left me live so long so I could learn. <laughs> One of the questions we were to ask in our quiet time with God is what name has God given you? And you ask God, well, okay, what, what are you calling me? Yes. And you sit there and you listen. And I heard the word insight. And I said, well, God, that's not a name. What do you call me? <laughs> And he said, insight. And it's just amazing how when you hear God, he's calling me insight because he wants to give me insight and wants me to give insight to other people. How do you help people without telling them what to do, but loving them in such a way that you tell them, well, this is how God treated me. This is how God mentored me. Maybe this will relate to your problem, that type of thing. The masculine journey is one of the major things that we learn at these weekends. And that masculine journey has to do with how do we become a man? How do we find out what our wounds are? How do we know that God loves us? We're the beloved son. Uh, then how do we search for the heart of others? I never knew nothing about the heart. I'm not talking about the blood pumping thing. I'm talking about the real inner side of people. And the first person I had to learn how to reach the heart for was my wife. And even though we were married for so many years, our marriage has now improved a thousand times over because I learned here about how to search for, listen for, feel the heart of the woman I married. And she now seeks my heart, because I seek hers. We're not just two people trying to make it. It's no longer a struggle, it's a desire. And that's a lot better than what it was when I first started coming here. Yeah. That's what men need to see, that in God's eyes they are valuable very valuable, and that this whole thing is about God seeking our heart in a total war situation where we're in a struggle, but God's seeking our heart. And we have to learn where we are, how we can fight it, how we can draw close to God and win this life.
with God. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you were encouraged. If you would like more information about The Kindling Fire, just go to thekindlingfire.com. You know, the podcast is only one-fourth of all the cool stuff we've got going on. Uh, We have a seven-day devotional called Become a Sign and a Wonder. It's a video devotional that I send directly to your phone through Facebook Messenger. Uh, You can find out information about that at thekindlingfire.com slash wonder. Uh, Also, guests that come on the show are blogging every single week that I get to deliver directly to your inbox or through Facebook Messenger. Go to the website. You can find more information there and the blog. And the last thing we have is for entrepreneurs or anybody else that is starting something. uh, It's called the 30-Day Firestarter Challenge. Uh, There you can you'll get 30 second videos for 30 days of inspirational quotes and scriptures that will really help get your fire started as you are trying to create and start something um, in your life. Thank you so much and be awesome.